听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to more to read. 欢迎来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to read。我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。今天我们将会听到美国著名作家理查德·巴赫的一句话，英国诗人但丁·加百利·罗塞蒂的一首诗歌《A Little While》，短暂的时光。最后，让我们一起来读中国著名作家萧乾的一篇文章《枣核》（Date Stones）。More to read， 用文字抒发感情。用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. Richard Bach。家庭中真正的连接纽带。并不是血缘，而是彼此生活中的尊重和快乐。理查德·巴赫。理查德·巴赫是美国著名作家、诗人和飞行员。一九三六年，他出生于伊利诺伊州，十七岁开始学习飞行。1955年，大学毕业后，他开始文学创作，陆续写出《海鸥乔纳森》《幻影》《一双翼飞机》《世界上从未有过的地方》等享誉世界的杰作。字里行间常常深刻寄予个人心性，作品以坚定的力量和深邃的隐喻，令全球读者心驰神往，被誉为来自天上的使者。1970年，《海鸥乔纳森》出版后。位居《纽约时报》畅销书排行榜第一名长达38周，首次打破另一部经典小说《飘》以来的所有销售记录，成为世界文学皇冠上的明珠。其作品具备广阔的想象空间，提醒我们永不放弃。该书告诉我们，每个生命都有无数种可能，每时每刻都面临无数种选择。只有飞得越高，视野才越广越远，才能看清每种选择。才能发现自己心中真正的梦想、渴望与激情。我们既是选择的结果，也是选择的起点。通过我们的选择，我们可以设计自己的生命，享受生命的喜悦。自由飞翔的海鸥乔纳森，代表了人类最深沉的梦想、最深刻的喜悦和最渴望的姿态。The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. Richard Bach. 家庭中真正的连接纽带，并不是血缘，而是彼此生活中的尊重和快乐。理查德·巴赫。您正在收听的是轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read。下面
，让我们一起来读诗。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day. 
，这还不是结局。让我们的嘴唇在微笑中再沉默一段时光。当结局来到时，我会告诉你，我们怎样才能最好的相望。刚才听到的这首诗歌《A Little While》，短暂的时光，出自英国著名诗人但丁·加百利·罗塞蒂。英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由南海之声的主持人周薇为您朗诵，由飞白翻译。但丁·加百利·罗塞蒂 ，1828 年出生于英国维多利亚时期意大利裔的罗塞蒂家族。1882年去世，是19世纪英国拉斐尔前派重要代表作家。他是绘画史上少有的取得独特成就的画家兼诗人，其作品注重装饰主义。罗塞蒂远离社会问题，不趋向写实画风，执着于象征诗意的表现手法。其深厚的文学修养、高度的诗的热情以及近乎悲剧性的一生，赋予了作品盎然的诗情、朦胧的画意。与浓浓的悲剧情绪，他的诗意念具体，想象精微，有显著的民谣的影响，韵律均匀平稳，有意大利诗歌的音乐节奏感和宗教色彩。诗中富有画意，许多诗有他自绘的插图或为题画而作。Little while, Dante Gabriel Rossetti. A little while, a little love. The hour yet bears for thee and me, who have not drawn the veil to see, if still our heaven be lit above. Thou merely, at the day's last sigh. Hast felt thy soul prolong the tone, and I have heard the night wind cry, and deemed its speech mine own. A little while, a little love, the scattering autumn hoards for us, whose bower is not yet ruinous, nor quite unleaved. Our songless grove, only across the shaken boughs, we hear the flood tides seek the sea, and deep in both our hearts they rouse, one wail for thee and me. A little while, a little love, may yet be ours, who have not said the word it makes our eyes afraid. To know that each is thinking of, not yet the end, be our lips dumb, in smiles a little season yet. I'll tell thee when the end is come, how we may best forget.
文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，Motu Read。我是沈听，下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。萧乾，一九一零年出生于北京，蒙古族，原名萧炳乾，一九九九年去世。萧乾是世界闻名的记者，卓有成就的翻译家、作家，也是著名的中外文化交流使者。晚年，他多次出访欧美及东南亚国家进行文化交流活动，写出了300多万字的回忆录、散文、特写、随笔及译作。其主要著作和译作有《离夏集》《梦之谷》《人生百味》《一本褪色的相册》《莎士比亚戏剧故事集》《尤利西斯》等。萧乾自称魏代地图的旅人，在文坛前辈冰心口中，则是昵称饼干的弟弟。他与巴金、钱钟书等交好，与郭沫若、沈从文、曹禺等则颇有嫌隙。好，那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读一篇由萧乾所写的文章《枣核》（Date Stones）， 英文版本由张培基翻译。枣核，萧乾。Date Stones by Xiao Qian. 动身访美之前，一位旧时同窗写来封航空信，再三托付我为他带几颗生枣核。东西倒不占分量，可是用途却很蹊跷。Before I set out for the U.S., a former schoolmate of mine wrote me by airmail, asking me in all earnest to bring him some raw date stones. They were not heavy in weight, yet I was curious about their use. 从费城出发前，我们就通了电话。一下车，他已经在站上等了。掐指一算，分手快有半个世纪了。现在都已是风烛残年。At Philadelphia, shortly before starting out for my friend's place, I called him up. So when I got off the train at the destination, I found him already waiting for me at the station. It was about half a century since we last met, and we were now both in our declining years. 拥抱之后，他就殷切地问我：“带来了吗？”我赶快从手提包里掏出那几颗枣核，它托在掌心，像比珍珠玛瑙还贵重。After hugging each other, he asked me eagerly, "Have you brought them with you?" I immediately fished out the date stones from my handbag. He fondled them in his palm as if they were something more valuable than pearls or agates. 他当年那股调皮劲儿显然还没改。我问起枣核的用途，他一面往衣兜里揣，一面故弄玄虚地说：“等会儿你就明白了。” Obviously, he was just as childlike as before. When I asked about the use of the date stones, he put them into his pocket and replied by way of fooling me deliberately, "You'll understand soon." 那真是座美丽的山城。汽车开去，一路坡上坡下，满是一片嫣红。倘若在中国，这里一定会有封城之称。过了几个山坳，他朝枫树丛中一座三层小楼指了指，说 ：“No， 到了。”汽车拐进草坪，离车库还有三四米
，车库门就像认识主人似的自动掀起。It was really a beautiful mountain city. As we drove on, an expanse of rich crimson up and down the slope came into sight. In China, a place like this would have been described as a maple city. After passing through several calls, my friend said, pointing to a three-storied house amidst the maple trees, "Here we are." The car turned into a lawn, and when it was three or four meters away from the garage, its door automatically opened, as if it recognized its own master. 朋友有点不好意思的解释说，买这座大房子时，孩子们还上着学，如今都成家立业了。学生物化学的老伴儿在一家研究所里做营养试验。My friend looked somewhat ill at ease when he told me this. At the time when he bought this big house, his children had all been at school. Now they had their own homes and jobs. His wife, a biochemist, was a dietitian at a research institute. 他把我安顿在二楼临湖的一个房间后。就领我去踏访他的后花园，地方不大，布置的却精致匀称。我们在靠篱笆的一张白色长凳上坐下，他劈头就问我：“觉不觉得这花园有点家乡味道？”经他指点，我留意到台阶两旁是他手栽的两株垂杨柳，草坪中央有个睡莲池。After assigning me a room on the second floor facing a lake, he showed me around his back garden, which, though not too big, was exquisite and nicely arranged. The moment we sat down on a white bench close to a hedge, he asked me, "Don't you find something here smacking of our native place in China?" At this, I noticed a weeping willow. Planted by himself on either side of a flight of steps, as well as a water lily pond in the middle of the garden. He 感慨良深地对我说，在垂柳的时候，我那个小子才五岁，如今在一条河潜艇上当总机械长了。姑娘在哈佛教书，家庭和事业都如意，各种新式设备也都有了。可是我心上总像是缺点什么，也许是没出息。怎么年纪越大，思乡越切？我现在可充分体会出游子的心境了。我想场地儿，想龙福寺，这里一过圣诞，我就想旧历年。近来我老是想总部胡同里那棵枣树，所以才托你带几颗种子试种一下。He said with deep feeling, "When I planted the willows, my son was only five." Now he serves as head of chief mechanics in a nuclear submarine. My daughter teaches at Harvard University. I'm happy with my family and my career. I own all modern household facilities I need, but I still feel something lacking. Maybe I'm a bit too foolish. How come the older I become, the more I think of my homeland? Now I fully understand the frame of mind of one residing in a place far away from home. I always think of Changdian and Longfusi. Every time Christmas is celebrated here in America, I think of the Lunar New Year back in China. I can never forget the date tree in the courtyard of the house on Zhongbu Hutong. That's why I've asked you to bring me some date stones. I'll try to plant them here. 
。接着，他又指着花园一角堆起的一座假山石说：“你相信吗？那是我开车到几十里以外，一块块亲手挑选，论公斤买下，然后用汽车拉回来的。那是我们家的北海。” Then he said, pointing to a jumble of rockery standing in a corner of the garden, "Believe it or not, the rocks, handpicked by me, were bought by the kilogram. I drove dozens of kilometers away to haul them back in my car. Look, that's Beihai in our home." 说到这里，我们两人都不约而同地站了起来，沿着草坪旁用卵石铺成的小径，走到北海跟前。真是个细心人呐、啊！他在上面还嵌了一所泥制的小凉亭，一座红庙，顶上还有尊白塔。朋友解释说，都是从旧金山唐人街买来的。Thereupon we rose to our feet simultaneously and walked along a cobbled footpath beside the lawn towards the miniature Bay High. What a careful man my friend was! He had had the artificial hill inlaid with a clay pavilion and a red temple, with a white pagoda on top. He said he had bought the decorative objects from Chinatown in San Francisco. 他告诉我，时常在月夜，他同老伴儿并肩坐在这长凳上，追忆起当年在北海泛舟的日子。睡莲的清香迎风扑来，眼前仿佛就闪出一片荷塘佳色。He also told me that on a moonlit night, he and his wife would sit side by side on the bench, recalling how they had used to go boating on the Beihai Lake. Meanwhile, as I smelled the faint scent of the water lilies carried to us by the breeze, I felt as if the beautiful scene of a Chinese lotus pond were flashing past my eyes. 改了国籍不等于就改了民族感情。而且没有一个民族像我们这么依恋故土的。The change of nationality doesn't mean the change of national feeling. No other nation has such a strong attachment for the native land as we Chinese. By Xiao Qian. Before I set out for the U.S., a former schoolmate of mine wrote me by airmail, asking me in all earnest to bring him some raw date stones. They were not heavy in weight, yet I was curious about their use. At Philadelphia, shortly before starting out for my friend's place, I called him up. So when I got off the train at the destination, I found him already waiting for me at the station. It was about half a century since we last met, and we were now both in our declining years. After hugging each other, he asked me eagerly, "Have you brought them with you?" I immediately fished out the date stones from my handbag. He fondled them in his palm as if they were something more valuable than pearls or agates. Obviously, he was just as childlike as before. When I asked about the use of the date stones, he put them into his pocket and replied by way of fooling me deliberately, "You'll understand soon." It was really a beautiful mountain city, 
As we drove on, an expanse of rich crimson up and down the slope came into sight. In China, a place like this would have been described as a maple city. After passing through several calls, my friend said, pointing to a three-storied house amidst the maple trees, "Here we are." The car turned into a lawn, and when it was three or four meters away from the garage, its door automatically opened, as if it recognized its own master. My friend looked somewhat ill at ease when he told me this. At the time when he bought this big house, his children had all been at school. Now they had their own homes and jobs. His wife, a biochemist, was a dietitian at a research institute. After assigning me a room on the second floor facing a lake, he showed me around his back garden, which, though not too big, was exquisite and nicely arranged. The moment we sat down on a white bench close to a hedge, he asked me, "Don't you find something here smacking of our native place in China?" At this, I noticed a weeping willow planted by himself on either side of a flight of steps, as well as a water lily pond in the middle of the garden. He said with deep feeling, "When I planted the willows, my son was only five. Now he serves as head of chief mechanics in a nuclear submarine. My daughter teaches at Harvard University. I'm happy with my family and my career." I own all modern household facilities I need, but I still feel something lacking. Maybe I'm a bit too foolish. How come the older I become, the more I think of my homeland? Now I fully understand the frame of mind of one residing in a place far away from home. I always think of Changdian and Longfusi. Every time Christmas is celebrated here in America, I think of the Lunar New Year back in China. I can never forget the date tree in the courtyard of the house on Zhongbu Hutong. That's why I've asked you to bring me some date stones. I'll try to plant them here. Then he said, pointing to a jumble of rockery standing in a corner of the garden. Believe it or not, the rocks, handpicked by me, were bought by the kilogram. I drove dozens of kilometers away to haul them back in my car. Look. That's Beihai in our home. Thereupon, we rose to our feet simultaneously and walked along a cobbled footpath beside the lawn towards the miniature Beihai. What a careful man my friend was! He had had the artificial hill inlaid with a clay pavilion and a red temple, with a white pagoda on top. He said he had bought the decorative objects from Chinatown in San Francisco. He also told me that on a moonlit night, he and his wife would sit side by side on the bench, recalling how they had used to go boating on the Beihai Lake. Meanwhile, as I smelled the faint scent of the water lilies carried to us by the breeze, I felt as if the beautiful scene of a Chinese lotus pond were flashing past my eyes. The change of nationality doesn't mean the change of national feeling. No other nation has such a strong attachment for the native land as we Chinese.
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。